The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Talkin' Buds Leave Show. It's been a week since our last episode. Thank you to all of you who reached out asking where we are. We wanted to wait until there was actual news to discuss because we don't deal in hypotheticals. No, we do not deal in hypotheticals. We Ryan and I are not going to get on here in the off season and discuss what ifs. That's just not our style. We're going to wait till there's actual news to report and discuss. And oh boy. Is there news to report and discuss? Ryan, Kyle Dubas is out as general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs after a bizarre news conference. I'm not going to go through everything here because anyone who's watching this knows the timeline of events, so we're just going to go high level. After a bizarre news conference on Monday in which he expressed concerns about his family's well-being and just the pressures of the job and then days of silence where you and I are texting back and forth being like are we going to do a podcast what's happening here is he the GM is he not the GM at about 10:30 this morning it was uh really it was announced that he would not be returning and Brendan Shanahan will be speaking at three o'clock today. Brendan Shanahan spoke at three o'clock today. And like I said, I'm not going to go beat for beat here because you already know that. But oh my goodness, it seems like Kyle tried to negotiate a raise for himself. Um, Shani was rather put off, it seemed, by his comments on Monday and started to rethink, like, is this... Is he the right guy for the job when like days prior, he was like, you are the right guy for the job. They had an extension locked and loaded and ready to go. Kyle tried to renegotiate a new salary for himself that didn't work out. And here we are. He is no longer the general manager. Brendan Shanahan will be conducting a search for a new general manager. This is a big deal considering there's lots of things that need to get done in this off season, but, I want to start with your reaction to first Kyle Dubas's conference on Monday and the news that he is no longer the GM. Uh, I mean, I did not think that it was going to go down like this. Um, that was shocking. Like that was um, probably the most thorough timeline retelling I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, he like spared I, no detail. No, I, I detail. couldn't believe the and then and then and then and he kept going and going and going. It was wild. Like that was that was that was wild. And uh, I, I have no comments about the Monday press conference. Like it, it was it was it, it it was what it was. I mean, it was it was kind of weird. I I, I thought it kind of reeked of years past, where it was just kind of like, all right, I guess we're like doing this again. Like I guess we're just gonna go back and do the same thing we've been doing year after year, but um, that's not the case anymore. And I'm, I'm really happy with the outcome, not what I, how I thought it was going to go down um, at all. 
Um, but I, I, if you listen to our final episode where then they got eliminated, I was all over it. I wanted this guy gone and I'm, I'm happy he's gone. So I want to talk about the situation at hand first before like the holistic view of the team. I have empathy for Kyle with respect to, you know, wanting to talk to his family and the mental toll it took, you know, as someone who has had mental health issues myself, I don't want to sit here and like downgrade that. Like that's, that's a big deal. And it's, it's something that should be taken seriously. And and if it, if that is something he's feeling or, or it's, it's issues he's having within his family, like I wish him all the best and I hope it gets sorted out. Um, where it kind of goes off the rails, though, is the detail that after saying that on Monday, he came back again with his agent and asked for more money. That's where it kind of falls apart for me. I, I, I'm guessing he wants more money because he feels the mental strain of being a GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs is worth a couple um, extra million dollars. I mean... I guess, but but when you do that, it kind of calls into question the, I don't know, the like legitimacy of, of the issues that you were stating on Monday about what that you're having with your family. Um, I just think like, here's, here's the thing that makes no sense to me. What, what leverage did this guy have in negotiation? Well, like, I know they gave him a, a, a quote unquote fair deal. But I mean, if you're gonna push back, like you gotta have something in your back pocket. And to me, like, what what did what did he have? I in think his the back leverage the failures. I think the leverage he thought he had is all these stories that have been coming out about the Finway Sports Group wanting to give him the keys to the Pittsburgh Penguins and like other organizations that are re- lining up ready to hire him. But as many people today on the radio speculated. Are they lining up to hire him after the shenanigans that happened this week? Like, we've only heard Brendan Shanahan's side of the story. So there is a whole entire Kyle Dubas side to come out. And and I'm sure it, the, the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. But I'm... I was blown away watching Brendan Shanahan today, man. This is incredible. Like, this is a team that just had its most successful regular season in its history. Won a playoff round. Yes, the... The second round against the Florida Panthers was extremely disappointing. But here we are a week later, and it's just chaos. Like, um, Dubas is gone. Jason Spezza has tendered his resignation. Like, how much stock you want to put into that is is your call. I, I mean, the guy... That, that like, is, like, every guy on the radio was like, oh, I hope they keep Spezza around. It's like, do you even know what he did? Yeah, I mean... What no, did he I, actually do? I'm saying. Like, I love I don't, Jason, I don't know. but, like... What yeah, I don't know how much do? that matters, but it's 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 pretty wild. And and, and Shani basically outlined today that after he basically asked Kyle to not speak to the media on Monday until th- like they were ready to announce his extension. And Kyle had expressed, "No, I want to speak to the media. My coach and my players are going to, so I want to as well." So Shani be- was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, go ahead." And then he revealed the family stuff, which he'd never revealed to Shani privately. And for all intents and purposes, according to Brendan Shanahan, they had a, an extension lined up as far back as March. Like they were ready to extend this guy. Like they had a deal in place. Like it was, it was happening. And then he kind of pulled out and then came back and asked for more money. And I guess that didn't sit well with Shani. And now here we are. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, man. Like it's, this is, 
I never remember like drama like this in over a week span with an executive with this team. I think my favorite part about the whole press conference was after he kind of outlined like the, what happened during the week and the, the events he was like, yeah. And then I kind of went home when I slept and then I started thinking like, maybe it is time to move on. Yeah. Well, I, and that's, and that's like, the yes. point. Like, yes, yeah, it's like, we're going to talk about this. Yes. Yeah. It's like, we're going to talk about this and it's like, he, he basically kind of came out and said, you know, I don't know if my heart is all the way in it. And one thing we know about this job, like with just the fact of it being the Toronto Maple Leafs, the premier franchise in the National Hockey League, and with all the decisions that need to be made this offseason, if your heart's not 100% in it, you can't do the job. And I think he kind of showed his cards to Shanny. And I think the speculation is, you know, he was trying, maybe he overplayed his hand and was trying to sort of use that as leverage, but Shaney didn't take it that way. He took it as like, Oh, if you're not all the way in on this, like we can't have you running this hockey team. And it kind of backfired. Yeah. No shit. You said it to me the best on the phone today when you called me after the press and you were like, doesn't this kind of speak to like what's wrong? With oh, this we're going to get into that. Oh, like, we are going to get into that, my friend. But I just, I want to talk about the timeline of events, but we're going to get into that. It's like, I was this in a go. Did he use his family as pawns? Like th- these are all things I don't, I personally don't believe that. I do think this year was hard on his family. And I think he, he tried to, use that as a way to get more money to be like, if I'm going to be the GM in this like high pressure, stressful market, I want to be compensated extra for that. And I want to use that as a bridge into like my next discussion point. And and, and I want to sort of change my stance to you and the listeners here, because you and I sat beside each other all year. And I campaign for this guy. I, I and I just want to make it clear. I don't think Kyle Dubas is a bad guy. I'm not sitting here yeah. going like, "Screw this guy. He's an we, idiot." Like, no. We've had this conversation before. I would like. I feel like I would want to go for a beer with the guy. Yeah, I feel like, like I, be I don't with think him. that. But in this last week, my stance on wanting him to be the before any of this happened today, my stance on wanting him to return as general manager changed. And it changed when I listened to the interviews with the players on Monday after being eliminated by the Florida Panthers. You and I talked a lot this year about cultural issues within this team. And, dude, there is a massive, massive culture problem here. Like, you listen to these guys. Ryan O'Reilly was the only guy on Monday who sat there and said, I should have been better. The rest of these guys just sat there and went, eh, you know, we'll be back next year. We gave yeah. it our best. It didn't work had our, out, whatever. Had our chances. Mitch Marner literally, Mitch Marner literally said, oh, yeah, we'll all be back. We all have years left on our contracts. Like, that's that's how this guy thinks. I'm I'm watching this Mitch Marner interview, and, and my inner Dr. Evil took over. Scott. You just don't get it, do you? You don't. Like, it's like, that's how this guy thinks. Like, there's zero accountability in this organization. And then you see how Kyle Dubas conducted himself this week with Brendan Shanahan. And it's like, yes, 
we need a full-on cultural overhaul here. And I know that's not going to sit well with people who are watching this and they're going to say like, oh, whatever. But it's like, no, like there's the there's no accountability here. Like it is it is a privilege to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. This is the most th- this is the crown jewel of the National Hockey League. And these the, none of these guys seem to feel except for Morgan Riley and Ryan O'Reilly and maybe a few other guys like none of these guys seem to grasp that. And Kyle Dubas, the GM, decided he was going to do the same thing that the players have done. He was going to push for more money. Like, I I was listening to Brian Hayes on Overdrive today, and I I thought he put it perfectly, where he was like, this is exactly like, this whole culture of, I need my money, like, has got to, like, this has got to go. And and after you said that, made me think, that's another negotiation he lost. Yes. His, His own. Yes. So he's still over negotiations. And so it's like, listen, like I sucks we, at negotiating. Basically, he sure does. My God. So it's like there is there is a cultural overhaul that needs to take place here. And it, it's got Brendan Shanahan has to go out and find a guy who's going to come in here and instill that in this in this team and in this organization. And. The interesting thing about this situation is there are there are negotiations with players that need to happen like immediately. And I don't think he should rush his GM search. So if I'm sitting here off the top of my head and I'm thinking what's going to happen, I'm thinking Brendan Shanahan is going to have to step in and be the lead guy who's negotiating with Austin Matthews here because you don't want to rush your GM search. Like you don't want to just go out and find, grab the first guy you see and bring them in here. Like there's a, there's a bunch of guys out there. Like um, Brad tree living is a guy who's been thrown around. He can't talk to anybody until July 1st. There's Eric Tulski who with the Carolina hurricanes, that is another guy I've seen thrown around. He's in the midst of an Eastern conference final. Like this is not something that you can rush. So I'm just sitting here looking at it going, Brendan Shanahan is going to have to be the guy that spearheads these negotiations with these players. See, I'm not so worried about that. I'm not, I'm not worried about the negotiation for Austin Matthews contract right now, because you know, you know, what's going to, you know, what's going to happen with that contract. It's going to come down to the, like, we're not going to know a thing about that for the next year until he, he he's up. Like, you know, like it's, you don't think so. Um, like, I think the I speculation okay. is, is if, if there's not pen to paper, by mid June, you need to start exploring a trade because Rob, you know he's walking. They're not trading him. He's walking. How many times have you seen it in this city? Mm. Like it's like how I've never seen a, a general manager like pull off, like have the nuts to pull that off. Or it's like, hey, I don't think I'm going to sign you. I'm going to trade you. And I know Kyle wouldn't do that. So. Like I just I I don't I'm not worried about that right now to be honest with you I know I know Marner has this little like no move clause that like kicks in or whatever I think that's more of a pending issue but I just I'm not I don't see much like change with the players but like I don't think he should rush rush his search either I I, I wouldn't no, worry no, about no. negotiations you gotta right get now. this like, hire the, right man like this is yeah like you have to get this hire right like like it'd be interesting no. to see what happens with like like Brandon Pridham or, or like whatever he's doing. I know Another he's guy probably who, like, the guy who. Yeah. Like Brandon Pridham is a guy that I think Shanny's going to lean heavily on here. And, and if he does a good job, I could see him just giving the job to him. 
I think this also spells the end for Sheldon Keefe as well. Oh, thank God. That was my first. Right when I heard that today, I was like, thank God we got a new guy behind the bench. Are you with this me? guy. Are you with me? Like, there needs to be a cultural change here. There needs to be a full facelift, man. I There's nobody, nobody in this fan base who is happier than me. I see you later. Goodbye. Throw everybody out the door. I'm done, man. I'm done. After game three against Florida, I decided right then and there, I am done. And I'm so happy that this happened. And now it's, we got a whole new team coming in here. Like, thank God. Like, I, I have nothing. I'm not worried about anything. I think the biggest problem was just taken care of. And let and let's 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 work our way from the top down. What do you what do you mean when you say you think the biggest problem was just taken care of? Kyle Dubas gone. Like just like he he orchestrated this entire culture. This everyone's con just everything around this team is his decisions, and they have not worked. And I don't think he can rectify them. So yeah. goodbye. And the coach, uh, sick of looking a- at your face, man. I'm sick of looking at your stupid face on the bench, your puzzled look. Like you have no idea what's going on, getting out coached constantly. Just not a cool guy. See you later. Like, I, goodbye. Another guy out the door. Like, I, I, I don't, I'm, I have no, no attachment to these people. I am so happy they are gone. I'm so happy today. He said he was going to try and find someone with experience, even though that is kind of a slippery slope, like you've said all year. You don't want to. I I do see that's what worries me. That's what worries me. Like I I don't like I I do think right now, based on everything the insiders are saying and and just all the discussion, I, I think. A guy like Brad Tree Living is is at the front of the line. I, I, whether you like that or not, I, I that's up to you to decide. I, I let's I, get a Calgary just, Flame fan in here and, and give us the rundown on that one. I just think that Brad Tree Living is is a guy who's at the front of the line. I think, excuse me, Brandon Pridham is at the front of the line. Like I said, I would like to see them wait it out and and interview a guy like Eric Tulski with the Hurricanes. Like I, I think. I just, I just don't want Shanny to rush this. Like, I, I think he's going to have to accept the fact that he's going to be the one that has to do the negotiating with Austin Matthews camp and Nylander and whoever. And if he, if he accepts that, then, then that's, that's fine. Yeah. I, that, that, I, I you do, can't like, I, I, I know, like I get why people would be worried about that. Like it, it makes sense. It's like, a lot of things have to get done, but let's just let one thing at a time here, gentlemen. Like, well, not- yeah, and it, it's clearly chaotic down there right now with the whole Dubas thing this week and um, Spezza leaving and all that, and, and they fired all the Marley's coaches, and like it's it's clearly like a a, a chaotic scene down there. So I think what the did, first what thing did Jason Spezza do again? Like uh, he sat beside what, Kyle. What, Dubas what did he do again? Mark. Other than yeah, be like a beauty fourth liner, but other than that, like what was he? Why is everyone so like? I hope they keep Spets around. You don't even know what he does. Like, what does he even do up there? I think it just speaks to like the 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 chaos that's happening down there right now, and 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 everybody kind of being like, "Oh man, like this is this is a house cleaning." And and the thing is, Ryan is like, it's right now. It's at at the time of this recording, it's Friday, May nineteenth. As of Monday morning, May fifteenth, Kyle Dubas was the general manager. And Brendan Shanahan had a multi-year extension waiting for the signature on it. So 
I think that's the thing that everybody's kind of sitting here going like, Ooh, it's like he, he was the guy they were ready. They were going to extend him. And he's the one that kind of screwed it up with the whole family comments. And then the agent coming back with a new salary demand. And it's like, so I think, I think that's the part that leaves you uneasy. Like it'd be one thing if, if, if Shani was like, you know, we've been exploring our options and we have guys in the hop or whatever, but it's like, no, like for all intents and purposes, they were ready to give him the extension as of Monday. And then he kind of went rogue. In that case, I'm the biggest Kyle Dubas fan in the world for going rogue. Like, (laughs) thank God he did that. Because if I had to hear that he got extended, oh God, that is sickening. Like it was happening, man. It was happening. It was happening. So done. So done with this whole regime. I'm so done with everything that has to do with this hockey team. I know they're a successful regular season team. I know the playoffs are a quote-unquote crapshoot, what people like to say about it. But it's just, I, me personally, I'm so done. So done. So happy. And I'm happy Brendan, after he had some time to think about it, went home and went, you know what? Maybe it's time to move on. Well, yeah. Maybe it's time it's to like- move on because guess what? And I like I like today. It's like it, it, it's hard. Yeah, like it's like it's, I, I did like today when he said like you know because Kyle played the family card, and I did like oh. today when he kind of came out and was like, "Yeah, man, like everyone's family yeah. like goes through." I love like I this. love what Kipper said. He was like, <laughs> "He's like, who asked him about that?" Like no one. He just yeah. he volunteered it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying, dude. This is crazy. Like You're he just, just like, brought what? it up on his own. Who who brought this up? Like no. <laughs> The guy had like a meltdown at the microphone on Monday. It's wild. Yeah, I know. I I mean, again, I, I what you said like mental health issues, whatever. But I mean, dude, like you're you're it's it's a any CEO, any high paying, high responsibility position. It 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 ta- it's going to take a toll on you, and and you have to know that. And I think Kipper said it best. It's like, dude, how like you're like in your mid thirties, man. Yeah. Like it's. Like you've already ha- got handed the job, and it's like, I don't know what's next for him. I, I really, I really don't. Um, I, I don't know if this this whole thing that went down this week is going to affect him getting another job. But I mean, what a! I, I'm really happy he did that because I'm happy he's gone. When you look back at the Kyle Dubas era, so he was he was here for nine years. He was the GM for five. When you look at those five years of him as general manager, like like how how would you sum that up? Like not to put you on the spot, but like how would you sum that up? I mean, there's like two sides of me. There's like the like the rational guys. Like you have you have to say it was like a success because there's there's teams that don't make the playoffs. Like there's we saw it here for years where they didn't make the playoffs and they were awful. So it's like in that sense, like they were a top three team in their division every single year. Um, they had top players. They got over 100 points. They were a great regular season team. But, I mean, for the the fan in me, it's just, like, at some point, you 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 stop being happy because you're there. And, and, and when you start paying guys a lot of money to perform and they don't perform and it's 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 brutal like it's it's hard to watch it's hard to understand it's very frustrating i'd say overall like as like a like if you're looking at it as analytically i'd say it was like pretty successful in a way but 
in another way, it's it was an epic failure. I I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's just uh like you like you know, like you know what's wrong with this team. And he he's the one who negotiated all the deals. I know the Tavares one, hindsight being 2020. Like at the he time, he paid we these guys spelled. like they were cup winners when they hadn't won anything. But like like I, I saw I saw a little meme on Instagram being like every single player getting paid over 10 million dollars out of the playoffs. Like there's nobody left. Like, you know, it's just he he went for something. He he really one thing I will say about him is he really believed in this core. Like really, really, really believed in this core. And like I kind of respect that in a way because I mean the guy had conviction, but just like dude, you you just he he went for it and it didn't it just hasn't worked. And yeah. and to me, you had to pay the price for that. I would say. Let me let me say this though. Let me say this. He didn't. One thing I will say though is he didn't like start this whole thing. Like this whole thing was started with Lou and 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 Brendan when he first came in. It's not like he came in and like turned them around. He kind of jumped on. Uh, they a, were a, a playoff team ship. when he jumped on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like he he it was his responsibility to take them to the next level, and he made the decisions he thought he had to make to take them there. And it just it just didn't work. It just really didn't work. And I think at the end of the day, it's not so much about. Like it's not like he's he's a failure because the team was a failure. It's just like overall, as a fan, if you strap in for eighty two a season and you strap in for every playoff game and you watch them and you see what you don't like about this hockey team, it's just that's what got to me. It's just like I think all his decisions, the way he treats the players, the way he hired Sheldon, the way Sheldon treats the players, it's just everything about it just soured on me so bad, so bad. When Kyle Dubas first came in before they hired Lou, it was after they fired Dave Nonis. They had identified that there was a culture change that needed to be made. And, and what they did is they identified Phil Kessel as the, the sort of like catalyst of this culture. And they traded him. And in all this time, we've since come full circle. And we're now back to this sort of... <sighs> I hate the. I mean, they were they, they they were bad. Like, but like when when they when right this, right when, when Brennan took over, like they were they were they were bad. Yeah, like they were Peter Horchek. Whoever comes in now has a team. Like these guys can get to the playoffs. Like you know, it's not like as much as I think they're goobers sometimes, and the culture sucks. It's not like you're walking in here on a shit team. Like you still have a group of dudes who can band together and give and give you at least four games in the playoffs, you know? So it's just, what can you do to, to fix the quote unquote culture? I mean, the, the whoever, they can't really make any, like, are you going to trade one of the guys? You have nothing really else to trade. All the first rounders are gone. Like, it's yeah. just, they, he's I think gonna... so. I, I, and, and what I was trying to say there is, is, is I think they've, they've come kind of full. Like I was really, dude, I was, I was really, grossed out by the player interviews like with the exception of ryan o'reilly and morgan riley and what i i, I was pretty mitch marner in particular uh i i didn't like it on monday it was very much like ah whatever eh, we got eliminated and it's like you look at the edmonton oilers after they got eliminated and Leon Dreisaitl, who looked like he wanted to throw up everywhere. Like we should not have lost to this team in the second round. That's just not what these guys think. And that's not how they feel. And, and that's a culture that's been cultivated by Kyle Dubas. This kind of like, 
oh, we'll go get them next year. We just got to keep trying and whatever. And it's like, no, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And and it, the first few years it, it, that was acceptable, it's no longer acceptable. And it's just, th- there needs to be a cultural shift here. And if you have to move out some players and if you got to take um, two steps, one step forward or two step, one step backward to take two steps forward, then that's what you got to do. And that's just what I think. I was, I was really, really grossed out by the player interviews on Monday. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like it at all. I mean, if you if you think about what they can really change about their team, it's, I mean, it's it's either to me, it's it's you got to move a guy. Um, that conversation is exhausting Ryan, Ryan, to me. It's hold on, I'm going to cut you off right there. If Austin Matthews has not put pen to paper by mid-June, which is a few weeks away. Rob, I will put my entire bank account on him. Okay, well, but, but if he doesn't signing. then, fine. But then you need to pick up the phone and start calling everyone to get him out of here. Because you can't, you cannot, this guy is, we've, I've called him the greatest Maple Leaf in history multiple times. You cannot let him walk for nothing. And if he is not going to sign an extension by the middle of June, you need to pick up the phone and call the LA Kings and go, awesome. We're, we want to. We want all, all the players need- that Kyle traded to you back yes. here. Yes. Give us Trevor Moore back. Yeah, pretty much. Sean hmm? Dursey. Carl Gut Grunstrom. Get yes. him back over here, right? Eh? Yes. Like, like you need, like, you which need is to call. Why, I mean, like which is why like what you're saying right now is why you can't rush your gm move and you gotta not worry about the negotiation because you know that's going to be a very difficult decision so you need the right person in here who's actually going to make the tough decisions well that's what i'm saying so you that's what that's why i mean i think brendan is going to have to do these negotiations in the interim him and brandon pridham because you can't, you can't, you, you're right. You cannot rush this. You cannot just go hire Rob, the I, first guy. I will literally bet you anything on planet Earth that game one of the 2023 2024 season, Austin Matthews will be in a leaf uniform, still no contract signed. I well, then Brendan Shanahan needs to get fired. I promise you. That's that is inexcusable. And Brendan Shanahan needs to get fired because, or, or, you, you're negotiating with him in season and you make an in season deal because he has a full no move that kicks in July 1st. So, which means he has to, he already, the thing about Austin Matthews is even though his no move doesn't officially kick in until July 1st, he already has all the power because you can't trade him anywhere. Like if you're going to make a deal with the LA Kings, the LA Kings want assurances that he's going to sign an extension with them. So he's not making a deal to go somewhere that he's not going to sign for long-term. So these are all things we'll discuss as we get further into the off season, yeah, I'm but ready it's for, I'm not ready for full, no move clauses yet. Yeah, but it's dude, there are, there is a full no move kicking in as of July 1st. Same thing with Mitch Marner. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's like, you either got to move a guy, you either got to, or you got to find the greatest coach of all time who's going to come in and, and really well, set funny. the tone. But I think it's almost like too far gone at this point. Like it's so funny how in, in this, in this league, the pendulum swings, right? It's like you had Lou and Babcock 
and then you swung over to yeah, it's complete opposite. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah, actually. and now you're gonna swing back yeah. to a veteran GM and a veteran or head kind of in the middle, probably. Yes, like you went, you went old school, and then you went new school, and now you're probably gonna find yourself somewhere in middle, the middle school. Yeah, middle yeah. school. Yeah, middle school. Yeah, miss it. All right, buddy, we're gonna get out of here. Um, our our stance, if if. We got a lot of new subscribers that uh, joined during the playoffs. So our stance during the offseason is we will do episodes when there's something to discuss. Ryan and I are not the type of podcast that's going to get on here and talk about what ifs. Why is that, Ryan? We don't deal in hypotheticals because it's boring. Yes, I'm not going to get on here. You know, frankly, I don't do enough research to to talk about hypotheticals, man. I also, I don't get turned on by like getting on here and and talking about what ifs. It's like, no, 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 let's talk about what's actually happening. Exactly. And that's why we're back today. Yes. So hit the like and subscribe button below. Once the season starts up again, we're going to be back at our usual schedule, but for the off season, we'll, we will, we will be back when we feel as though we need to be back. And we're going to talk about factual stuff. So that's that. If you're listening to the audio version, leave a uh, comment and review. Every little bit helps. Spread the word. Tell your yep. friends, spread the word, tell your friends. I was waiting right. for the point. I was waiting for the see, point. I was like, see, I was, I was going to like hop in there. And then I was like, ah, I don't know. See, you're not here in person. So I got all screwed up. I know. Spread the word. Tell your friends. As Ryan just said, we will see you guys when we see you. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the natural man podcast. Join me host Mike C as we explore all areas of human wellness physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, The Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.